2: Hey, and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about ideas for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week is episode 30, which means it's a very special episode. So we have a very special guest today, me, Gretchen's 16-year-old daughter, Eliza.
1: I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me, as you can tell, is my daughter, Eliza, our very special guest, and also my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. Gretchen,
3: before we dive into our very special episode with Eliza, which, of course, we're both incredibly excited about, let's give everybody an update about our themes for the year. In episode 26, we talked about how September feels like the start of a new year. Yes. It's sort of the other January, which you talk about uh, a lot in Happier at Home. And so we've asked people to send us their themes for the year. Yeah. Uh, and oh, my God, we've gotten great
1: ones. I know. It made me want to add new themes for my own year. Right. I know.
3: We had acceptance. What I loved is this was she wants to accept her children's choices as well as accept her 52-year-old body. Yeah, which I thought was great. Somebody else, their word is imperfect, and that comes
1: from a recovering perfectionist. I'm sure <laughs> you can relate to that. Healthier. Uh, this is from someone who said they needed to lose weight, and they have a guide dog, and in a few weeks they're getting a younger dog to replace their older guide, and the younger guide will step it up and want to get places quicker and so that's going to add a lot of healthier aspects to life which is great.
3: There's also authenticity that comes from an actress who feels like she's forced to be who other people want her to be and now she wants to be her authentic self not just the version people will like. Interesting. And then somebody else had the word moving because they're moving back to the Midwest from California. Um, Something of course I can relate to living in California and being from the Midwest. So these are just Gretchen. Some of the uh, yeah. words we've gotten—they're just we love getting them. We've been love reading them. Henry, uh, our producer, has <laughs> loved reading
1: them. Um, so keep them coming because it's so. I, I like every single one sounds like a fantastic idea for, to uh, shape the year.
3: So Gretchen, this week Eliza is going to propose or try this at home. And before we let her uh, do that, let me just tell you a little bit about Eliza. (laughs) She's 16 years old. She's the older sister to Eleanor, who's 10. She plays lacrosse. She loves absurdist humor and, of course, never does anything wrong. (laughs) Not ever. Hi, Eliza. Welcome to the show. We're so thrilled to have you. Hi. (laughs) Eliza, what is your Try This at Home? All right, so
2: my Try This At Home, it's to give yourself a mission when you have free time. Because, I mean, at least for myself, probably more because I'm in high school, free time, it feels really kind of weighty for me. I always feel anxious that I have too much and I'm not spending it in the best possible way. And I feel like it's way better when you have a goal and you can accomplish it and look back at the day and say, all right, I did something. So, for example... One day I told mom, you know, give me a mission. She said, go buy cho- some mm-hmm. chorizo sausages. So I did that.
1: And- <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't just buy some chorizo. It was like, go get the best chorizo. Get-
2: <laughs> the most high quality. Yeah. It's
1: a good, find the best chorizo in all of New York City.
2: Which we, Which, I mean, I attempted to do. And we traveled downtown, went to various, you know, artisanal cheese and sausage places <laughs> bought a few many in which there are many, there are many. <laughs> well yeah because part of my goal is also to explore the city so much because my school is in one neighborhood and that's the same neighborhood as my house right and i'm super attached to new york i can't stand to be away for too long so i just really want to make the most out of where i am while i can before school comes into the picture
1: but one of the things, just as your mother, that I will observe is, you do seem to feel if you have some free time, it bums you out if you feel like you haven't used it well.
3: No, I mean a hundred percent. And I feel like I love this mission because, or this this try this at home because I feel like if I have free time and I don't choose something like a mission, then I can't decide what to do, and I end up doing nothing because I'm <laughs> paralyzed. Uh, and so if I would just decide, this is the one thing I'm going to focus on that I would do that and feel a sense of accomplishment.
2: But sometimes even just saying, like, if it's a rainy day and you don't want to go outside, just saying, like, today is my day to sit here and not do anything, then at least you feel like you did what you set out to do.
3: Because yes. i got
1: I got to say, for my observation, you do go <laughs> on these missions, that's true, but you also spend a lot of time, like, watching reruns of The Office or, <laughs> yeah. like, playing, playing on your phone. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're not, like constantly maximizing every minute no. to charge around the city. So the
2: mission doesn't have to be so grand. It could be just something that you really think you're gonna feel good about when the day is done.
3: So if you have a mission to just, you know, pick up a loaf of bread from the grocery store, once you've done that, you have freedom to play games on your phone for three <laughs> hours without feeling guilty. And I say that in a good way. I think that you <laughs> need I think everyone needs sometimes to sit on the couch and you know, play games on their phone. I think part of
2: it also is saying like, you know, once once I say I'm gonna do it, then I'm gonna do it because one thing that you know I benefited from your advice with this was that, that's me, yes, yes, from mom's advice <laughs> yeah. was um I'll take it. Yeah. that <laughs> if you feel if you feel bad or you feel kind of upset or you know in that mood that you know I get in sometimes which is. I don't, want to do, I don't want to go outside but I don't want to stay at home and I don't want to stay in my PJs but I don't want to get dressed and I don't want to, you know, it's like <laughs> uh, no yeah. option sounds like the good option. Sometimes you just have to get yourself out there and make yourself do something, which, you know, when I was studying for finals I was really nervous and I was kind of bummed and I, you know, wanted to do something but I couldn't because I had to study. Mom just said, all right, we're going out and it was like 830 at night and I said, no, Mom, I just want to stay home. But it was like we're going downtown to just walk around, which yeah. we did. And I, you know, I use that because a few weeks ago, um, Jake and I were kind of just... That's
1: her, her boyfriend, yeah. Jake, who men- was mentioned in episode 22.
2: In the interview we interviewed his, his mother.
1: mother. No, <laughs> I,
2: um, you know, I was, we were just sitting around being like, well, you know, what are we going to do? We're both kind of grouchy. And I said, all right, <laughs> you know, I'm pulling a Gretchen Rubin. I'm pulling a mom. We're going we're gonna to hop out and I'm going to make us do something because I know that it's going to help even if right now you don't feel like doing it it's going to help so we went to queens to the museum of the moving image oh had a blast i mean saw some really cool things and ultimately like it just it helped to get out of the house even if at the moment you're saying i don't want to and at least then you don't feel like well i just wasted my day you know being blue
3: eliza it sounds like with this thing with jake you might be a budding happiness bully
2: I know. I'm a happiness bully, but also happiness victim, I would say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So true. uh, Well, so thank you, Eliza. (laughs) And let us know if you try Eliza's Try This at Home tip and uh, if uh, having a mission works for you. uh, Find us on Twitter, Facebook, email. Go to my site, GretchenRubin.com, for the post for episode 30.
0: Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Gretchen. That's LinkedIn.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
3: So, Gretchen, it's time for our interview with Eliza. And I have to say, I have never been more excited about any segment we've done (laughs) in 30 episodes. How about you. you?
1: Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, I kind of anticipate that, you know, when you go out to dinner with like uh, another couple and then your husband starts revealing all these like deep secrets and like uh, thoughts that you've never heard before. (laughs) You're like, wait, you never told me that. I'm like, I kind of anticipate that this might happen right now. Like I'm going to learn a lot about my daughter. So Uh here we go. (laughs) Here we go.
3: Well, Eliza, first I want to ask you, because we were doing an update about the the theme, our themes for the year. Do you have a theme for the year?
2: I do. I was thinking about junior year and everything kind of headed my way. And I think the most, you know, the best one is stay afloat. Because, Ah. you know, while it would be nice to have something like be outstanding or whatever, that's (laughs) really just, yeah, (laughs) that just seems like a little high standards for a rising junior in the year that most people say is the worst of high school, if not life. So (laughs) I would say um, staying afloat, stay afloat because I just want to, I just want to get through it and end up hopefully in a good place after
3: this year comes by. Well, a a year from now, it'll be over. Yeah, that's your thing, Elizabeth,
1: is you just think about, well, you know, yeah, on the one year anniversary, it'll all be behind me. And here's, here's a question. So, Eleanor, your sister, yes. um, is 10. Oh, so, yeah. she's she's in middle school. And do you... We kind of think of teenage as being, like, the most intense, toughest time. But do you think in a way, socially, that middle school is tougher than high school? Or is, I, is it just different?
2: I feel like it just depends. I mean, I mean, I love seventh grade. but Oh, my gosh. You know, that was my worst year. But, for yeah, for yeah. most people that I talk to, they're like, oh, that year was the worst year of my life. Yeah. That was so horrible. So, I don't know. I feel like... Once you get into high school, things kind of tend to open up. I mean, at least in my experience, it's less like the movies where it's like you got the nerds and the jocks and, you know, whatever. And everyone's kind of judgy and more like people are more accepting and you meet people from other grades. Yeah,
3: I definitely expanded my social circle in high school.
2: Yeah. And I feel like even if you don't expand your social circle, at least you somehow learn to grow into yourself, which I, I mean... You know, let me not get too cocky about that because I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously, you know, being 16 and a half or whatever my age is, clearly still a struggle for us all. And I feel like you know, watching Eleanor, little kids are often trying to be more like teenagers, uh-huh, yeah. which is hard because I mean, it's harder trying to be something you're not. I mean, maybe watching as an adult, teenagers are always trying to be like adults, you know? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. it just it looks hard to try to copy something that's. Also, notoriously tough. Uh,
3: Speaking of perception of teenagers, it's like I feel like everyone's perception is that teenagers are always on social media and they're always just putting stupid things (laughs) out (laughs) on social media. Yeah. And I'm just dying to know, do you like when you post a picture, do you think like, oh, college admissions people might look yeah. at this or when I'm 35, my future employer might Google me and see this picture? Or, or are you guys so used to having your lives out there that you don't even think of that way? I mean, we don't really talk
2: about it. Maybe people think about it more than they say openly. But I mean, at least for me, I feel like I'm not going to put something up that I'm embarrassed of now so why would it embarrass me? I mean, maybe that's flawed logic. But just kind of as an automatic filter for myself, I don't put, you know, harmful things up.
1: Do you ever worry that some somebody else will take a picture of you or do something that's that would upset you?
2: I mean, for the most part, people that I don't really see pictures of people that would hurt them, people listen to each other. If you say, take that down, like, I really don't like that up there. My parents are going to kill me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, they'll, does that happen? Yeah.
2: Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a few people get into arguments over that, but ultimately, like, you realize you, you don't want to be that person. So everyone just kind of keeps each other's back.
1: Well, and I have to say, like, I have seen situations where, like, there'll be a crowd of people and everybody's on their phone. Of course. And that seems like to, to someone who's not a digital native, that can seem a little bit pathetic. Um, <laughs> yeah. So do you, do, you, do you find that often that, like, it'll be people will be physically together, but they're on their phones? Like, what's going on there?
2: Yeah, but I mean, I feel like more often than not, if everybody's on their phones, it's showing showing each other pictures of someone you know, showing each other funny things you've seen. It's rare that each person is individually on their phone.
3: Uh, so if you meet someone and you might be friends with them, you'll go and look at their, I don't know if you use Twitter or whatever, but you'll look at their feed and sort of get a sense of their personality and their interests. Yeah,
2: I mean, I feel like it's kind of funny how much you can tell from looking at someone's you know Facebook or something or realize you know someone in common and then when you actually meet maybe it's less awkward it makes everybody feel a little bit more kind of familiar yeah I think so like oh I've or sometimes I'll be walking down the street and I'll be like, oh, I'm friends with that girl on Facebook. Never met her, but I'm that friends is, with her on Facebook. That is just weird. I know. That's, <laughs> funny. On, that's
1: funny. That's funny. But do you feel, pre- I mean, I, and, as just judging, you don't seem that preoccupied with like tinkering with it no. or like what are people going to think about it? Do you think some people get kind of consumed with crafting an image that they're projecting? Or? I mean,
2: maybe. I feel like more than on Facebook, though, that would be on Snapchat. Yeah. Because, you know, I'll be with a friend. I mean, if you look at some of, the things people put on Snapchat, what they really care about is showing who they're with.
1: Oh! And so,
2: you know, what you really, what people often care about is proving, you know, I was with these people, I was at this party. Sometimes people will just post pictures of them or videos of themselves, you know, in a club just so that you know that they're having a good time. Right. <laughs> so. But isn't so, that a
1: lot of pressure? Like, to no. feel like, oh, I need to get. Because, I mean, because it does sound like sometimes people run around taking pictures of themselves yeah. with the right people so well, that other people see that they're with certain people. I
2: mean, I quit Snapchat because I thought it was a burden.
1: You did? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, That's I mean, I felt. There was something I've, I didn't
3: know.
2: Yeah. No, I felt like.
1: I followed you on Snapchat. And I couldn't figure out how to get it to work. <laughs> so that, know. That, that was a little bit of mommy surveillance that. Fell prey to my no.
2: I just felt kind of like you know, if everybody cares about this and I don't care about it, I'm better off off of it than on it and kind of feeling uncomfortable with it. Yeah, not uncomfortable, but just like you know, am I doing this enough? Am I doing this too much? Am I supposed to take pictures with people every time I'm with them? I don't you know, right, you'll be with right. people and everyone. I mean, I've been at parties and everyone's like, okay, time to take the pictures. like this is the time to take the picture just so that we can all show where we've been. Oh yeah. really wow. Yeah. that does
1: sound like a lot of work.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe I mean maybe at the beginning of this conversation I was a little more pro than I'm ending up realizing <laughs> no. that I am now as you're, you're really talking about yourself but out it's, of this Yeah yeah no, but yeah. it's I feel like it's great though because I can look back. And be like, oh, that was fun. And yeah. I mean, I just was stalking myself on Facebook the other day. I don't know. <laughs> stalking remember why. myself on. I Facebook. mean, that's, I don't okay. remember why, yeah, but I was smiling because I was looking at it.
3: <laughs> that's a great phrase.
2: I mean, I was looking at all the stuff though, and I was like, I've had a good times this year. Yeah, it's like so a diary. I feel like, yeah, yep. for all the for all the flack we get for taking pictures. Okay,
1: let me interject some happiness research here. Um, so, like Facebook aside, but. Um, in general, when people take pictures, they tend to take pictures of happy things, like you're much more likely to take pictures of a birthday party than like someone getting chemo or whatever. And so when you look back at pictures, it does tend to focus your attention and your memories on happier experiences. And so, and I mean, one of the criticisms people have of Facebook and social media generally is that it projects like sort of a, an artificially rosy picture of people's lives and then that makes people feel bad about themselves because they're like everybody else's life is so great look how happy they are but but in a way but you're saying like but it also had that effect on you like you look back and you're like oh there were all these happy times and these good memories and so it was it was positive for you to yeah no focus on the positive. I mean
2: if I may put out a second maybe trans at home is stalk yourself on Facebook because (laughs) I feel if you're a person who has a lot of photo albums you know, go for that. But I feel like Facebook is special in certain ways because, I mean, I remember you saying something like this, Mom, that the normal times are something that we often forget to yes, like, keep right. track of. And yeah. I feel like Facebook, at least, you're going to have some more normal times or maybe even oh, just right. your phone photos. But right. it'll be like, oh, this time when my whole lacrosse team dressed up right. in a certain color, yeah. you know, the time we all went for preseason, yeah. the time my whole class got... Lunch together. Something, just things that...
1: Silly things that you might forget.
2: Yeah, things that you're not going to put in a photo album, but that actually you had a good time and you wouldn't remember otherwise.
3: I love that. Stalk yourself on Facebook. (laughs) Stalk yourselves. (laughs) Eliza, let me ask you this, because we do happiness stumbling blocks on our podcast, of course. What do you think is your biggest happiness stumbling block?
2: Uh, College and the future. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Horrified. I mean, truly, just scared beyond belief. I mean, I, I mean, Aww. to the point where, to Aww. the point where, I had a conversation with a friend about it and started crying beca- out of fear. Aww. Especially like once you're in high school. Like at my school, your homeroom isn't just people in your grade; it's yeah. people of all the four grades of high school. It's to, like Hogwarts. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I basically I go to Hogwarts. Um,
1: she wishes. Yeah, yeah. don't I? <laughs>
2: Um, you, and so you're there as a, you know, freshman, sophomore, junior, seeing seniors get into schools and, you know, hearing them going through the processes. It's just everything all the time is shoved in your face. Some teachers say you'll love college and other teachers are like, it's a ton of pressure and you're going to have a terrible time in this year. And other teachers are like, they don't care about you. It's an institution. You know, college is all a myth. You, you don't. It doesn't matter where you go to school. It has no effect on your future. I didn't know
1: teachers were saying oh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, trust huh? me. It's interesting. A- <laughs> I, know, I mean, Which there's a day. <laughs> um, I mean, it's good to have all points of views represented. Okay. It,
2: yeah. I mean, it's just, it is frightening to see people come and go, see people right. graduate, right. have them have the day where they all wear their college apparel and you're like what if i'm not ready for this i mean i have friends who say you know i can't wait to go i can't wait to leave the house i'm like i don't want to leave the house like i mean i don't want to i don't i'm i like being able to have an issue and go talk to my mom about it i know (laughs) um i mean it's just it's it's but it's a
1: long way off. I mean, I will just say that. You it, say, you say that, but you're yourself. not
2: on my Facebook feed watching all the people that, you know, I was in a class with yeah, I'm go on to your get, Facebook get dropped feed. off
1: at <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was You're say, not the I, only one stalking I yourself you know, on Eliza Rubin on Facebook. Oh, my God. So, Eliza, you stay afloat. I mean, I think you said it best.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah no that's right it's Perfect all tying the together yes yeah, the all my
3: afloat. fears popping
2: out right and on just, the air
3: no you will it will all be okay but I know that doesn't help but one way or another it will it will be um now I'm curious uh off topic if you have any favorite podcasts because this is a podcast and I know you like podcasts
2: I do have favorite podcasts. I listen to several. I have Comedy Bang Bang. I'm a a comedy podcast fan because I like doing it, you know, when I'm on the subway, when I'm going to school. I would say particularly when I'm going to school, it's like, oh, God, 730, got to go to school. So I would say the more hilarious, the better for me. So I listen to Comedy Bang Bang. How did this get made? Um, The Andy Daly Podcast Pilot Project. Um, but then I have a weird one that I love that I just discovered, which is this, like, old-timey 40s recording of mystery shows, like, uh-huh. full-on actors.
1: Oh, like, it's like the creaking door and the across. No, really, it's like, yeah, the- it's
2: like footsteps. I mean, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure it's, like, legit from the 40s and they just have tapes and just put them up. I love it. No, I mean, I was, like, trying to play it in the car and everyone was like, oh, my God, Elias, what is this? But uh-huh. it's the
3: best. <laughs> I love it. Does Eleanor listen to... Does she listen? She is yes.
2: She is advanced. She enjoys cereal. And, oh. And um, questionable, questionable judgment <laughs> on my part. But. Well, I would say she didn't ask for permission. Uh. Um, and she also listens to Happier with Gretchen Rubin, a oh. podcast you may be familiar oh. with. Oh. Oh. Um, now, I would say, especially as a comfort, as a comfort item, which I'm guilty of myself because it is. It's it's really nice to hear if you're in a bad mood. And once mom was at like a conference or something and we were in the house and I heard mom's voice. And I was like, what? What's happening? And I walked in and there she was just listening to oh, happy. Oh, that's so sweet. I didn't know
1: that. So <laughs> so it was so, it was really I thought
2: nice. I thought it gave you the heebie-jeebies
1: to listen to it.
2: No, it doesn't. It gives me no heebie-jeebies. Uh. No
3: heebies or jeebies for
1: me. <laughs> Daddy won't listen to it.
3: He won't. No. no. Adam doesn't yeah. listen to it either. But Jack yeah. loves it and he he does oh, yeah and he uh, in fact he knows our logo and he the second I push play he'll he'll say hell is that your podcast <laughs> um, so then maybe maybe parents should record their
2: voices no and that's a good idea leave it for their children so that they have things to listen to when they're gone
3: yeah um, okay well we could talk all day but we should try to wrap up Eliza um, I know before we end that you wanted to ask listeners for some advice what was that? I did, and do. Um, my
2: question is, you know, people are always like, oh, what do you wish you could have told yourself when you were a teenager, when you were in high school? I happen to adult, be... Adults yeah, say that to adult each selves. other. Yeah. You, yeah, adult selves. Um, I happen to be of that age, a teenager <laughs> in high school, so please give me advice you wish you could have told your right. younger self because yeah. I could actually benefit from that. So also, um, do you really think it was great being a teenager. Do you wish you could go back to your teenage days? Really want an answer to that because I don't know how, um, I would just like to be motivated and look forward to the future. So, you know, just going to stay afloat here in my junior year.
1: All right, it's time for demerit and gold star, both of which are going to be provided by... Me. Yes, (laughs) Eliza. Okay. (laughs) All right, I will... So start with your demerit.
2: I will start with my demerit, which is that I tend to purchase too many facial products, specifically face masks. Ah. I can spend literally two hours in Sephora, just wandering around, trying to debate, you know, which is the best this, which is the best that. They all apparently do the same thing, Uh but I don't (laughs) buy it. I mean, okay, it's been good because I used a lot of facial products on my summertime. And I will say my face has been very soft. And it is, it's very relaxing, like if you're jet lagged to do it, and then, you know, you just feel good. But I would say it's probably not the best use of my time to go wander around and Spend all that time just looking for face masks that, you know, probably won't do a ton for me. And so well, having
1: a it's a mission, but it's not a great mission or it's like okay, it's a I'm mission not, that's out of control. Or? It's,
2: I would say it is a great mission because you feel great about it, but it is also out of control and somebody needs to stop me because it's just cannot be healthy to have such a giant pile of various, you know chamomile face masks and yeah I charcoal mean face masks
3: I was stuff. gonna say I can do this and what happens is you end up with all these uh products that you never use and then by the time you look at it, it's like oh that expired in 2012 <laughs> you know because <laughs> they don't last forever so it's it creates a lot of waste and then guilt associated with waste but I will say skin feels great so you know as a 16-year-old,
2: you got to keep an eye out for your for your face.
1: But I, but I have to say, as the mother of one of you and the sister of the other one of you, I think that not only do you guys buy a lot of facial products, you buy a lot of hair products. Uh, <laughs> like, Elizabeth, the last time I saw your shower, it was like, where do you have room to stand in there? I mean, it's a good thing to have a big shower because there's a lot of hair. Right? And Eliza, there's like, there's... We need to go through and take out the hair products. We don't.
2: Everything does a different thing, so you got to have <laughs> them all. It just depends on what you're feeling.
3: Well, I would yeah. say, I would say, Eliza, you can tell me if you agree. As your sister, I would say you could stand to use more products. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Touche. Just borrow some oh, of Oh, well We're
3: played, here. Elizabeth. Well played. <laughs>
2: well played, sister dear. <laughs> uh,
3: okay, so Eliza has too many facial products. Now, Eliza, what is your gold star for the week?
2: All right. My gold star goes to family members, friends, the general public <laughs> for convincing my parents to get a dog. Specifically, convincing my mother to get a dog. Uh-huh. And even more specifically, Gold star goes to mom, Gretchen Rubin. Uh,
1: I'm paying her, of course, to like like, lavish me with praise. (laughs) Not at all. Because,
2: um, you know, I really, we all, we really, really wanted a dog. I mean, I can go on and on about dogs all day, read so many books. There's a video called Puppy Party, which I just, (laughs) I'm in love with. I mean you know the i get adrenaline from watching this because it's so <laughs> cute they just run around and there's a dog who's a narrator who's a yellow lab <laughs> i mean oh God, what funny. is better than this thing so i mean i'm just ugh my heart races but i know it was a big sacrifice a lot of responsibility going into it that i promise i promise i will ha- handle a lot of the stuff but we know I, that well, realistically it's going to
1: fall on you a little bit. I, I will say that many re, many listeners, even those who were very pro-dog, were like, oh, and by the way, you're correct to think that no matter what your children <laughs> say, you will end, they will end up not doing it. Um, so it will be interesting to see because I make, you, you yeah. have sworn to me up and down. The, but yeah. I make
2: no false promises that it's all going to be on the children.
3: I'm just hoping, Gretchen, in a few weeks or months, you're handing a gold star out to Eliza and Eleanor for all of the dog care that they're providing.
1: Yeah, and and for for encouraging me to get a dog, for, for like really making the case for getting the dog. So we shall see. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Give yourself a mission. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. And also remember to give Eliza advice. Please. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What advice would you give to your 16-year-old self and and give it to her so she can get the benefit as her 16-year-old self?
3: Big thanks to our special guest, Eliza Rubin. It was so great to have you. Also, thanks to our producer, Henry Malofsky, and thanks to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer from Panoply. Please let us know what you think of the show. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: And if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes.
3: Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft.
1: And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. This podcast is part of the
2: Panoply Network. Check out our entire roster of podcasts at iTunes.com slash Panoply.